0: hello again i'm marty church and welcome to my camp today we find ourselves in one of the most beautiful and sacred places of native america we are here at the red rock crossing of oak creek canyon near sedona arizona for centuries this very spot has been a sacred place of prayer for the yavapai the hopi and the apache people These rocks across the river from where I'm sitting are known as the Red Rocks of Prayer. Here, our Native brothers and sisters came to pray. They came to ask the Creator for blessings on their crops, on their health, and their families. What's so amazing about all this, and to those who observed, were the incredible answers that these humble Native people received as a result of their faithful prayers. Today, there are still stories and legends being told of how often, after praying for rain in this desert country, the western skies would darken and then mysteriously move eastward, bringing rain to their fields and gardens. As long as they gave the Great Spirit charge over their crops, they never knew drought. Amazing, isn't it? As time went by, this area around me became known as a place of answered prayer a place where the creator displayed his power in behalf of our native people who simply asked for his help because of this history curiosity seekers from all around the world were drawn to this magical place today many teachers of far eastern religions And modern New Age worshipers believe that this area of Sedona to be the center of the universe. Many of these religions believe that the power of the Great Spirit that our forefathers experienced came from all these odd shaped formations around us. It's amazing to me how these philosophies and different religions and their teachings have very little to do with simply just coming to the Creator and asking for help. This very fact has been frustrating to our native forefathers to the place that today Hopi people for example keep their worship ceremonies and prayers highly secretive away from the complexity and glitter of these many new age wannabe Indians. I've noticed that so often when mankind strays away from a direct relationship with the Creator he begins worshiping the created things in their quest for help and happiness so often we forget that our God who created all things is the one who's in charge of all things and he is the only one that can give us strength and see us through our struggles this brings us to our study for today about the Great Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and what he wishes to do for you and for me. As we begin, it's important to understand who the Holy Spirit is. The Book of Heaven says that he is one of the three in the Council of Chiefs or the Divine Godhead. There is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Great Spirit has always existed He has always been there. He was with the Father and the Son at creation, and He will be there at the end of time from everlasting to everlasting. In the second verse of the Book of Heaven, in the act of creation, the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. The Great Spirit, like the Father and the Son, has the power to create and change things the Holy Spirit isn't just an influence or the force as some people call it the Book of Heaven says that he is a real being with feet, hands, ears and feelings but still as a spirit he can be everywhere at once which allows him to be personally and intimately involved or acquainted with all of us at the same time have you ever wondered Just what is his personality like? Jesus, the Son of God, said that the Holy Spirit thinks just like he does in his love and actions and tenderness toward us. Jesus says, it's like me, myself, coming to you. They are one in purpose and personality. When you wonder what the Great Spirit is like, just remember what Jesus is like. When Jesus went back to heaven, he told his disciples that it was important that he return to his Father so that the Great Spirit could come down and teach us and lead us into all truth. He also is here helping us to spread the wonderful news of God's amazing grace. The Book of Heaven says that he is grieved when we decide to go our own stubborn, destructive ways and do not read the Holy Spirit of God in whom you are led and prepared for the Great Day of Redemption. It's exciting to realize that the Great Spirit is like a river of blessing who longs to give wonderful gifts to each one of us. Now, all good gifts come from the Father above and are given to us by the Great Spirit we can spend hours now talking about the gifts of the great spirit but today let me share with you the most important ones that are necessary for our spiritual growth the first gift of the great spirit is the gift of truth first of all jesus says the great spirit will guide us into all truth meaning he will help us to live a good successful and fulfilled life it will just allow him to Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Holy Spirit will work to change and develop our characters. And when he does, he'll make us just like Jesus, who is the truth. Imagine freedom from sin and guilt, freedom from ignorance of not knowing what God's will is for our lives, and freedom from fear. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Over and over again, the Book of Heaven tells us that if we will allow the Holy Spirit to develop our characters, He will make us peaceful, gentle, loving, successful people. As a father, mother, spouse, grandparent, son, or daughter, we will become a vibrant blessing to all those around us. I want that. I need that. Don't you? Another gift of the Great Spirit is a gift of love. One sure evidence that we're being led by the Great Spirit will be seen in how we treat each other. You see, because of our natural selfish nature, it's impossible on our own to be truly loving and kind to others, even at times with our spouses and family members. We must have help outside of ourselves if we want to be forgiving understand Love for others is one of the gifts that the Great Spirit will give us if we'll keep our hearts and minds open to His leading. I know this for myself because at times it's been hard for me to love certain people who've been unkind or have taken advantage of me or have lied to me. Oftentimes I have to take these people to the Lord in prayer. And when I do, the Holy Spirit puts kind thoughts in my mind towards these people. Then amazingly, I begin to have thoughts of how I can help that person rather than just being angry towards them. Many spouses have told me how, after they have given to the Lord their anger and their hurt, that their marriages were saved and became happy again, even when a spouse may have been unfaithful or cruel to them. Love, you see, is a gift that the Great Spirit gives to us. It's not in our own selfish natures to give. We need the help of the Great Spirit for the sake of our marriages, for the sake of our tender-hearted children, and for those we live and associate with in order to have a generally happy life. Besides the gift of truth and the gift of love, the Great Spirit wishes us to have the gift of a new mind. The Book of Heaven says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable perfect will of God. He will change our attitudes and our dispositions. He will deliver us from poor habits and addictions. The Great Spirit will perform miracles in our behalf. If we'll just turn to Him day by day and moment by moment, I want you to meet my friend Herb Desherly. When he and his wife chose to let the great spirit lead in their life, they experienced the
1: change of a new mind. Let Herb tell you about it. I was very caught up in a lot of uh, addictions and bondage. I just call it bondage because bondage covers a whole gamut of things. Whether it be a sexual addiction or drug addiction, or smoking or or drinking, which I had all of those things in my life at the time. You know, when the good news came to me, I refused it. I told my sister, I said, I don't want your Jesus. I said, you know, I just don't want that. I'm really happy where I'm at. But God has other ways of doing things. You know, And my sister and my wife went to church the following day, and when my wife came home from church, i seen her countenance had changed. And I asked her, I said, Sharon, I said, what happened to you? She said, I gave my life to the Lord today, her. And I'll tell you, that was powerful. And I felt no anger inside me at all. Here's a lady who's walked out and stepped in faith uh, to accept Jesus Christ as her Savior. And uh, what was I to do now? He who had refused the Lord the day before i didn 't want him, and yet now the next day i 'm invited to go to a uh, um, a crusade by the same minister, and so I, uh, I not even reluctantly, I just went they picked me up and everything, and I went down to this bar, it was below a bar you know and and that 's where he was holding his little meeting, where I used to play in the band upstairs at one time, you know, and here we are down below there, and uh, altar call came and um, boy I started I started weeping and um, I began to stand up when as I began to stand up something divine I always liken this as I I had given my life to Jesus right there in my seat I I just had to go through some other things down at the altar but I gave my life to the Lord right there when I sat in that chair and this divine hand it seemed like picked me up the rest of the way it seemed like I had given my life already in my heart as I began to stand up and I had dipped my feet into the Jordan already and it pulled me up the rest of the way and it was like he said you're mine now you're mine and I walked and I walked to the altar and I started talking to him and I said listen man, if that's the way you want it Lord I said that's the way you're going to get it but I ain't gonna fool around with you I'm going to give it all to you. You're going to have to help me in my addictions. You're going to have to take my liquor, and you're going to have to take everything that I have away from me tonight because I ain't going to be a halfway Christian for you. I said, it's all or nothing. And I walked to the altar, and I laid myself bare before him. And the most beautiful feeling came over me. Now I went home that night and I told my wife too, I said, honey, I gave my life to Jesus. He just took everything away. I mean just everything. We were just uh, living two weeks prior to that there was thirty people in my home drinking with guitars, and two weeks or three weeks later there's thirty people in my home playing guitars, lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. There was a transformation that had happened, a real transformation. You see a person relationship means deep down inside here. That's where you change. It's at home in your heart. It's a thing of your heart. That's what a person relationship with means with Jesus Christ. You can't make it into heaven by tradition no matter how long you've been in one denomination you can't make it in there you have to have that personal change in your heart with the Lord you have to invite him you have to have that born again experience that it says in the Bible and that's what I went through I didn't understand it but that's what I went through and as I studied the word of God years later I found out that what I had done was correct when that had happened to me a voice came into my head and it told me it said don't do that don't do that you're making a fool of yourself don't do that but even in my two months of walking with Christ I knew enough someplace deep down in here I rebuked him and I said no I am going to worship my father and I rebuked the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ, and I continued to walk on. I knew that God was not going to stop me at that moment from lifting him up in praise, no matter where it is. I was loving him right from the depths of my being. I was giving him my all to him, thanking him for where he had brought me out of. What has he done for me? He has given me a hope, but I don't even call it hope anymore. I'm just satisfied knowing that I'm going to be there there's no hope anymore for me I just know I'm going to be there that's how where I want to be in my heart I know that the heaven exists it's not if there's a heaven that exists I know there's a heaven that exists amen why do I love Jesus because he gave me his own and that's what I want to do for him
0: just like the Great Spirit helped Herb he'll help you too. think of it If God has the power to create an entire universe from the smallest creatures to the great galaxies can't he not create a new mind in you yes he can if you'll just let him one of the things that the Great Spirit does for us that I appreciate so much is how he will give us answers to our prayers oftentimes I have found myself at dead ends and trying to figure out what to do next in my work or in my personal life and it's amazing to me how often I come up with great answers to what I should do when I ask for the Spirit's leading he says call on me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know finally the Great Spirit gives us the wonderful gift of his word the book of heaven just how does the Great Spirit talk to us We often refer to him as the still, small voice speaking to our conscience of right and wrong. Oftentimes, he will also speak to us through good friends and relatives, pastors, counselors, and even strangers at times. He longs to lead us if we will but ask and listen for his answers. He even used a donkey once to speak to a wicked prophet. No matter how the Great Spirit chooses to speak to us, you can always be assured that he will never go contrary to the bible or the book of heaven this cave is known as montezuma's well and it reminds me so much of the bible experience of elijah when god told him to go up into the mountain where the great spirit would appear to him in person as elijah went up the mountain he came to a cave similar to this one all of a sudden the wind began to pick up and blow ferociously, so strong it was, that large stones were being moved about. But the Book of Heaven says that the Lord wasn't in the mighty wind. Then there followed great thundering and lightning, but the Lord wasn't in the thunder and the lightning. Then Elijah heard a still, small voice speaking to his conscience. This was the appearing of the Lord to him, just like he longs to be with us today it isn't always through loud exciting events of life that the Lord wishes to talk to us and to walk with us but more often than not it's in the still quietness of our conscience that the great spirit wishes to communicate with us the book of heaven says your ears shall hear a word behind you saying this is a way walk in it whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. If you desire more than anything in the world the leading of the quiet voice of the Great Spirit, all the gifts of God will be given you and eternity will be guaranteed. So often when we talk about the subject of the Great Spirit, the question comes up about the unpardonable sin. You see, the Book of Heaven tells us that God will forgive us of any sin we ask forgiveness for, even adultery and murder. But the sin against the Great Spirit can never be forgiven in this world or the next. The sin against the Holy Spirit is saying to God, as awful as it may sound, God, leave me alone. I don't want to live God's ways or do what you want me to do. I don't want to hear you anymore. Leave me alone. Quit trying to leave me. I don't need you anymore. Have you ever wondered if you have ever committed the unpardonable sin? Have you ever thought that you have done so many bad things that it would be impossible for God to ever forgive you? Or that you have strayed so far away from God that there could be no way that the great spirit could lead you or help you anymore. Don't worry, friend. If you're watching this study today, with an open heart and a desire to follow the Lord you haven't committed the unpardonable sin. All the Great Spirit is wanting is a chance to love you, to help you, and to forgive you. Won't you let Him? Should you have any fears about the unpardonable sin, bring them simply and honestly in prayer to Him in your own way, just like our forefathers did Hear in prayer and the great spirit god will come close to you and answer your every need he has promised so don't be afraid whoever confesses that jesus is the son of god god abides in him and he in god and we have known and believed the love that god has for us god is love and he who abides in love abides in god and god in him I don't need to tell you that we are living in perilous times we can see by all that's happening around us that we are living in the time of the end just before Jesus comes back to earth and take us to heaven the earthquakes the tsunamis the wars the horrible escalating crime all this tells us that Jesus is coming very soon along with all this The Great Spirit has told us that when we see this we will soon be facing a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. The Book of Heaven says that the only way that we are going to make it through these troubled times is that we hold on to the Holy Spirit with everything we have. Those that do what the Book of Heaven says have the protection of Heaven's angels. the peace that passes all understanding the relationship that we establish now with the Lord is so critical it's a free gift sent from heaven above to all who will accept him do you want him today then let him into your heart Satan and his evil angels are working overtime to destroy us through temptation fear and deception at one time or another you'll be forced to face the pressures of the devil against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places what would you do then? we must be strong in the Lord and stand up against the wiles of the devil how? the book of heaven says resist the devil and he will flee from you draw near to God and he'll draw near to you we must stand behind the shield of faith the great spirits protection praying continually to the spirit and standing firm against the evil one with the sword of the great spirit which is the word of god friend the book of heaven tells us that if we are ever going to make it through the troubled times ahead we must understand today how to walk and to live in the spirit we learn this by taking our little struggles and our little perplexities to the lord now by doing this we will know what to do when the big troubles come upon the earth I believe this subject about how to be led by the Great Spirit is without a doubt the most important spiritual lesson that we can learn today you see if we learn to let the Great Spirit lead us in everything we do he who created all things and guided the minds and the hands of those who wrote the Book of Heaven is going to make sure that everything else is going to fall in place the way it should be for us. He will make sure everything will work together for good for us throughout all our lives. All things work together for good to those who love God. Every morning our prayer should be Lord, take me as wholly yours. I lay all my plans at your feet. Abide with me and let all I do be done in you. Is it in your heart to continually allow the Great Spirit to lead you? If it is, I guarantee you that in a short time your life won't be the same. You will have the experience of peace and rest. Is this really what you would like to have? If it is, in the name of Jesus, receive it. It's yours now. And so as we come to the end of this most wonderful subject, how appropriate it is for me to say, until next time, let only the good spirit guide you.